Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the channel today as this war, yes it is a war, against free speech has intensified yet even further. What has been happening over the last few days? Um, well, I didn't even realize this had happened until YouTube, surprisingly enough, kept sending me this video of Dr. Jordan Peterson talking about how he's being suppressed and being subjected to this new training or what he calls thought training. And we'll come on to that a little bit later. But I want to go over the, the key points to what's happening today with Jordan Peterson, with the European Union, the, the United Kingdom, the United States, because these new laws have passed now and they come into effect at different times but the EU is the big one, I would say, which is in March 2024. So it's important that you understand this stuff so that you know what is going on here because we are moving into this new dystopian world around freedom of speech and who, uh, this is the thing that's crazy, who even decides what is factual speech, what is real, what is true? Well, you would say, well, it's up to each person. That's why we had these laws in the first place around our freedom of speech. But no, not in this modern day, apparently. No, we have to have bureaucrats and uh, experts or so-called experts doing this thinking for us. So we'll begin with Jordan Peterson then exactly what's happened there. But I did want to just again say thank you so much to all of you for taking my course over the weekend, my new money psychology course, which is somewhat ironic since we're going to be talking about Jordan Peterson and a lot of psychology and other stuff here. But it just shows just how important this sort of work is in the world and that you understand money, you understand the psychology behind money, how the governments and other people have got us trapped into this way of thinking about money, which is why for most people we never accumulate money or accumulate wealth or ever get ahead. There's a reason why there's a system behind it and that's what the course is all about. It's about breaking the chains of that system and allowing you to free yourself from it. But let me go into the uh, main points for today then. And that is around Jordan Peterson. He's been ordered, yes, ordered by a court to complete a mandatory specified continuing education or remedial program to review, reflect on and ameliorate his professionalism in public statements. So, okay, what does that mean then in simple terms? Jordan Peterson was a clinical psychologist. He was a professor. I believe it was in Ontario. It was definitely in Canada. And over the years, because of his fame and becoming more and more famous, he has been heavily restricted in um, what he says. He's been attacked at protests and all these sort of Thing. So it's, it's quite a, a wild, it's definitely worth looking into him. It's quite a wild sort of a story behind this guy. And it's funny with people, in the, especially with him, he's quite eccentric, I would say. You either get more outspoken and care less as you get older, or you tend to sort of limit what you say um, as you get older. Well, he is the former. He's sort of very outspoken on everything, doesn't seem to uh, care what he says and how people receive it. So he has to meet with a psychologist, the irony of it, for coaching classes, which he must pay for until a final report is issued by this coach 
that shows their concerns have been properly ameliorated over his thoughts. And this is why we make the joke about the thought police, which we'll come on to shortly. So what has he said? He said he's not complying with any of this. He's not submitting to re-education and he's not admitting that his viewpoints are in any way wrong or in any way unprofessional. He's, he's basically saying that he's actually helping society and he's trying to help society from this collapse. Now, I can't say I, I agree on every single one of his points that he's ever talked about, but I do believe he is correct in, in what he's saying about the degradation of society. And we have so many examples of that um, from crime to uh, finances, to politics, to media, all of the evidence is actually there. So he is correct in, in what he's talking about here. But another thing that's quite funny is he said, if it does become necessary to attend these classes, he's pledged to make all the details of what they're teaching public. Now, this is what's quite amusing because this is what has upset whoever it is, the courts or whoever's trying to put this enforcement on him, because now they want to sort of create this gag order so that he can't talk about what they're going to train. And this tells you exactly what is going on here. If everything is all about transparency and freedom of speech, why would he not be able to um, document everything that he's being trained is because it's quite obvious. They don't want all of this to be out there. They want some of this to be um, hidden, I guess we can say. And remember that I think it was last year that he was banned from Twitter, now X, and it was actually Elon Musk that reinstated his account. And I think that we'll say the former president, because if we use his name on YouTube, uh, check this out if you don't believe me. Anytime someone puts the word, the former president's name in a title, that video gets massively suppressed, what, 10, 20% of normal views. So that's why we've got to be really careful and clever about how we navigate some of these topics. And that shows you as well that there is no such thing right now in this world, in the West especially, as freedom of speech. Because if I were to put certain things as a title or talk about them, the AI will crawl my video and it will suppress the video. It may even blanket ban the video and give me a strike or a warning. I can't even tell you how many strikes I've had now. I think I, I've lost count how many I've had, but luckily I'm quite clever with how I do it so that I don't get you know three within six months or something and get completely kicked off the platform. So what is Peterson saying? He's saying that he was targeted for supporting Canadian opposition leaders, uh, criticism of lockdowns and um, criticizing Trudeau and his chief of staff, as well as making fun of New Zealand prime minister or former prime minister now, um, Jacinda Ardern. Now, another thing he's talking about is that he said if he gets silenced here and he's not allowed to continue, he will just get his license elsewhere. Now, if you think about that, how exactly is he going to get this um, clinical license elsewhere? I'm not really sure, especially in Canada, because I think they're going to blacklist him everywhere here, which again tells you exactly what is happening. And it's quite interesting because none of this actually started happening to people until they get a large audience, until they become quite famous, I guess you can say. Now, I'm nowhere near, I think I've probably got 5% his number of subscribers or something like that, nowhere near him. But what I did notice was that when one of my videos went viral, and that was the great re <clears throat> video, we can't even say the word, that video went to about half a million views within a very short space of time. And up until that time, 
no one really cared what I said on my channel. I could pretty much say anything, there'd be no issues. But that was the first one to get a strike and have the black mark against my channel. And then of course the mainstream media went, went to work. You, you remember those documentaries and everything else that talked about me. And we won't even go into all of that because I don't want to <laughs> bring it all up again. But this is what tends to happen. When you are quite small or a nobody, no, they don't seem to notice or care. But as soon as you get an audience that says the opposite to the agenda, that's where these big attacks come in. Or the other aspect to this is where you're quite small, or maybe you're an individual and you say something on your social media platforms and then you're targeted. And that is an example where they make an example of someone in order to put other people off doing that same thing. Now, I wanted to give you a example that many of you will know, and that's from the book 1984. You've heard me talk about this a lot because I've read that book several times, and I think it's just a really great example of what we are seeing in the West now. And I'll give you a couple of, of examples from that. So there's some concepts, it's like double think or double speak. And the double think is a mind manipulation strategy in which individuals hold two opposing views at the same time or two contradictory ideas simultaneously and believe both to be true. Now, this is a lot of what we're seeing at the moment. Um, so in the book, the Ministry of Peace, what was that? It was actually the Ministry of War. It was all about warfare. So they call it the Ministry of Peace. The Ministry of Love, which was all about law and order with the iron fist to, to rule over. The Ministry of Plenty, well, that was the polar opposite. Do you remember the chocolate rationing example where the rationing was 30 grams and they pushed it down to 20 grams? But then what they put out was they said, wow, look what we've done for you. We've increased your chocolate ration to 20 grams. And there was even an extract from the book. Um, I think this was Winston. He said, for the moment he had shut his ears to the remoter noises and was listening to the stuff that streamed out of the telescreen. So that's a bit like you know, North Korea or something or your, your TVs. This is why I don't have a TV. It appeared that there had even been demonstrations to thank Big Brother for raising the chocolate ration to 20 grams a week. And only yesterday, he reflected, it had been announced that the ration was to be reduced to 20 grams a week. Was it possible that they, i.e. the masses, we'll, we'll use that word, could swallow that? And after only 24 hours, yes, they had swallowed it. And it just gives a, a really good example, I think, as to what we are going through at the moment. We know certain things to be completely false. And if you're a free thinking, common sense, rational person, which I assume you are if you watch my channel, what we do is we question everything. We don't tend to listen to the mainstream media in general. We tend to look at things and use our own mind and rationale and ask, is that true? Is that real what they're saying or that they're trying to cause some sort of manipulation? But of course, if you do this, you are declared some sort of an outlier in, in today's society, a divergence, as it were. Now, the other thing in the book was not just double uh, think, but double speak. So I wrote a couple things down that I remembered from the book. And they would say, war is peace. Freedom is slavery. Ignorance is strength. And they are probably some of the most dangerous 
lines from the entire book that actually we're seeing today. So let's take the first one. War is peace. Well, what are we seeing at the moment? We're seeing Ukraine. And despite all the, the people trying to get involved to create peace, it is just not happening. So what they're saying is send more weapons, send more this, more that, and, event, and, and it will result in peace. When we know that's just not the case, this is, this is not going to result in peace by creating more military um, hardware and weapons. That's not the solution. The other thing is freedom is slavery then. So they were saying that for you to become free thinking, as it were, that you are actually enslaving yourself and that you should really just look, listen to what Big Brother says and, and that's the, the solution to all this. Ignorance is strength. So to be ignorant of the things and to, to think for yourself, that's real strength, that's true strength. Of course, all of this is just a big lie, but it's what we're seeing at the moment. We're, we're, they're trying to tell us how to think and how to view the world when really we should view the world through our own lenses and, and ask these questions. And that's the beauty of human nature, actually, in that we don't all agree, and that's okay. You know, I have friends from all different political and faith-based perspectives. And we get on really well. Do we agree on every last thing? No, we don't. But we don't need to because we focus on our commonalities and we don't focus on our differences. But of course, what do you see from the mainstream media? They focus on those differences and they never focus on the similarities. And it's all about division. So this is what we're seeing at the moment. Um, next point then is all around the EU and um, how freedom is in trouble. So we had the EU Commission pass the DSA, that was the Digital Services Act in October 2022. And that fully comes through then by March of 2024 when it's going to become law and it will be enforced upon not necessarily the citizens but the social media platforms. So by enforcing it on them, they enforce it on the citizens. And this is why you never want to have monopolies over anything, because now these platforms will enforce it and there's no alternative platforms to go to. In, in the same way, look at the banks. If you're not happy with what the banks are doing, well, there's not really a huge amount you can do because they've got these such big monopolies over everyone's accounts. There isn't really that many alternative places you can go. And do you remember this video from Davos this year? After Mr. Musk took over the Twitter with his freedom of speech absolutism, we are the protectors of freedom of speech as well. But at the same time, we cannot accept, the, for instance, the, the illegal content online and so on. So uh, our message was clear. We have the rules which, has to, which have to be complied with and otherwise there will be sanctions. So she's saying that we um, these bureaucrats that are not elected, by the way, we are responsible for what is put online and what is true. And she called it illegal content. Well, she really needs to look up the word illegal. It's not illegal content. It's just content that doesn't align with their viewpoint. To question certain narratives or agendas is not illegal, or at least not at the moment, but who knows what it's going to be in the future. And it's quite clear what the plan is. I mean, she's so outspoken here. It's quite clear what this plan is. I have to say that we worked with knowledgeable people, with the lawyers, with the sociologists who understood that they have to 
behave. So you heard it there. We have the rules that have to be complied with. Otherwise, there will be sanctions. Well, tell me something. How many people do you know that like to lose money? How many of you like to get a, a parking ticket where you have to pay huge amounts of money because you were one or two minutes over your you know, your parking time or you were just slightly on the line that you're not meant to park on, things like that. Nobody. So what do we do? We take actions in the first place to alleviate that so that we don't have that fine. So what do you think these platforms are going to do? They are going to take actions now to alleviate these fines so they don't get these large fines. If that means restricting the freedom of speech in order to be more profitable, guess what? That's exactly what they're going to do. So let's look at a couple of these things then. So the rules for hate speech, we'll talk about hate speech and hate instance as well, and disinformation are highly political and include issues like wrong pronoun usage and questioning the effectiveness of medical masks, for example. So these are a couple of key, um, key points that are brought up. And remember from my video just a couple of weeks ago, hate incidents, so these aren't hate crimes, these are hate incidents, have an 86% prosecution rate, but vehicle theft has only a 2% prosecution rate. And actually, it's a 0.5% conviction rate on vehicle theft. Versus you look at this 86% on hate instance, hate speech and, and everything else. And people wonder why society is just degrading on a massive scale right now. It goes on to talk about how Elon Musk and X are very specific targets of this new DSA. They're the main platform that they are going to be enforcing it on because they're not happy with Elon Musk's new policies around the platform and they feel that it's dangerous and, and spreads illegal content. Again, it's not illegal content. It's just content that they don't like or agree with. The other thing that's quite concerning about this whole thing, and this mainly applies to the US, but it does apply to other countries as well, is around VPN or VPNs. And I personally use a VPN, especially when I'm traveling, because there's no possible way that I would use public Wi-Fi or Wi-Fi in a hotel or something like that. There's just no way. It's so easy to hack and get into you know, my laptop or something like that. So if this becomes illegal as well to you know, not, not being able to use VPNs in the future, that is going to be an absolute nightmare for me and increase my risk as well. Now, this was a document from previously Twitter then uh, where they committed to defund the dissemination of disinformation and misinformation and to prevent the misuse of advertising systems to disseminate misinformation or disinformation and to put in place further bolster policies to address both of these things. In the UK, which obviously left the European Union, the government is working on a raft of regulations as well to create a new online safety bill. And both the EU and UK rules call for hefty fines against these social media platforms of 6% of a company's annual turnover. And that's global, by the way. That's a global turnover. So this could be billions of dollars in revenue. Let me tell you, these tech platforms are not going to 
permit this. It's just not going to happen. Then we have the US Restrict Act. And this basically gives the government the, the power to decide what is good and what is bad, what is misinformation, what is disinformation. And I think we're, it's pretty obvious where the way this is going to go. So the other thing is, is that you ask the average American and they think that the, this act was just to stop TikTok and to ban TikTok. Well, you've got to look a little bit deeper into that, apart from all the Chinese aspects, which we won't talk about today because we've covered before. But if you think about TikTok, what is one of the main issues to the powers to be is that the content is user generated. It's user led content. And I use TikTok. I do. I don't use it a lot, but I probably might maybe 30 minutes a week or something. And some of the things that I view on TikTok are very interesting theories and evidence of certain things I'd have never thought about. And it does it definitely does influence the way that, that I think and I'm sure many other people think. And this is again a problem because it doesn't allow this complete control over the media and over the news. Now, do you remember, uh, we'll move over to Canada here. Do you remember what happened to Canada with the truckers protest? That was pretty severe. Uh, a lot of people seem to have forgotten it now, but I'll never forget what happened. Uh, so I made a couple of notes for you. February the 14th, Trudeau invoked the Emergencies Act. This was the first time since I think 1988 they'd ever been used. And February 17th and 20th, a large joint operation police presence arrested the organizers and protest, removed the vehicles, dismantled the blockades and opened up the Ottawa streets. The convoy had raised $10 million which GoFundMe actually seized under terrorist funding. So this is how it was all done. It was classed as terrorist funding and 76 bank accounts linked to the protests totaling $3.2 million were frozen under the Emergencies Act. Now, another thing you may not know is that the donors list was actually leaked to the, the press. So the media had the donors list. They knew exactly who. It was also given to the, the government intelligence agencies. Hmm, I wonder what's gonna happen to those people in the future as we move forward into this dystopian world. Uh, a very good lesson, I think, there. And a lesson that they want us to know, of course. So all of this is called tightening the noose. All of these things that's happening. And the world is becoming a very, very scary place. Can you imagine when all these robots come online and all the AI that, that comes online and sits on your, your laptop or your computer or your phone and it's watching everything you're doing and reporting that back? What about when these robots actually come online, which they're starting to, I mean, they're getting phenomenal now. All they need to do is bring the unit cost down. You try arguing with a police robot or, or something like that, good luck to you because it's just not going to work. And I know I mentioned it at the start of the video, but honestly, this is why I've created my two finance courses for you because you've, you've really got to start thinking about all these things now. How are you going to, let's just say worst case scenario, everything I, I'm talking about here does come to pass and we do move into this more dystopian future. How are you when AI is taking jobs at a rapid rate as well, 
going to be able to manage in this new future? Have you made plans or alternative plans to deal with all of these um, crises that we're going through at the moment? You only have to turn on the TV, which I don't because I don't own a TV, to see every day there's something new happening, some emergency or some big event happening. Now, whether you believe these narratives or not, I'll leave it up to you. And of course, in the comments, I like to read your comments. But honestly, you've got to think about these things. You've got to prepare for this world we're moving into. So overall, all I can see is more suppression of our freedom of speech and freedom of thought, because of course, speech reflects thought and thought reflects speech. It's a, it's a loop. So all I can see is more of this coming. And that's why I've said half tongue in cheek a number of times. I wonder how much longer I'll be able to speak on this platform. Because remember, Big Brother is always watching you. And in the future, it's only going to get worse with this AI, where it won't even be humans doing a lot of this. It's all going to be AI. So there's some uh, interesting thoughts for you to ponder on. And as always, thank you so much for watching and being a subscriber here. Until tomorrow then, take care, God bless, and I'll see you soon.